Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I wanted to talk about the power of consciousness, the power of consciousness within the chaos. There's so much chaos going on in the planet. How can we leverage ourselves? How can we leverage our own consciousness, the power of our own consciousness, within the chaos of humanity, the chaos of the collective consciousness? It's... uh, It's a very curious time to be alive, isn't it? There's so much upheaval in the collective consciousness, and a lot of times people wonder what can they do with their consciousness? What can they do as an individual? How can they help shift the momentum of our human story? for the most effect? How can you use your own personal persona, if you will, to leverage the power of your own consciousness while the chaos, the upheaval, the karmic tsunami (laughs) is unfolding in front of you? Well, the... On this show, over the the years that we've we've interviewed people, we've interviewed um, many experts on on the quantum field, the quantum field. And why am I bringing up the quantum field when we're talking about the chaos of humanity? How is it that I'm talking about some aspect of physics? when we're going to talk about the power of consciousness within the karmic storm. Well, it's a curious thing. The reason I bring up the the quantum field, another term I could use is the quantum mirror. And the reason I bring that up is many of us, there's many of us, and even in the spiritual community, that think that we're leverage, leveraging ourselves very well, and in truth, we're not. Our consciousness, you can think of our consciousness as a projector, an energetic projector. You could even think of it as a reality projector. And what I mean by that is this human experience that each one of us are living out, this this human experience is, 
it's a reflection of the quantum field. So the point I'm getting at here is whatever you put your consciousness on expands. Whatever you put your consciousness on through your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions continues. It, it expands in the, in, on the timeline of our human story. And in order for you to leverage your consciousness in a powerful way in these, in these crazy and challenging times, it would serve you well to focus on what you want. What do you want the future to look like? So maybe you go on social media and you see all these these current um, topics that are hot buttons. That there's uh, all kinds of chatter on social media, and if those topics do not reflect what you want, and yet you spend a considerable amount of time with your consciousness thinking about it, talking about it, getting upset about it, worrying about it, fretting about it. You're literally perpetuating that experience. So let's break it down in a in a in a simple term in a in a simple example so um say for example here we are right now and say that we want to improve our um let's use a common one uh improve our finances so right now you have you have some established relationship with your finances, and time's clicking by. We're we're perpetually unfolding the future. So if if in this moment you you have a tendency or propensity to worry about money. And very often we can have a very strong emotional reaction to the notion of money. And we want to change that paradigm. We want to change that experience. How do we do that? Well, the the thing is, if I focus on, if I focus my consciousness on what I don't have, in other words, um, in using a financial situation, well, I, I don't have enough money to to um, go back to school. I don't have enough money to. I don't have enough money to. And these thoughts that we hold in our head, both consciously and subconsciously, the thoughts that we hold in our head are literally energetically projecting themselves into the quantum field. And the quantum field, without bias or posture, simply mirrors it back to us. 
If you go in your bathroom right now and you look at the mirror, that mirror is showing a reflection of you. But you could take that mirror outside and drive up to a mountaintop and look in the mirror and it would show you a, a grand vista. You could take it to the bottom of the ocean, well it might be kind of dark down there, and look in the mirror and it would show you what's happening underneath the ocean. And in every single one of those situations, the mirror itself did not change. The mirror itself, the quantum mirror, doesn't add anything. A mirror in and of itself comes to you empty, without form, without image. And literally everything about your experience from a quantum level is determined by your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, emotions. But the very important part here is the thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and emotions at a conscious and more importantly a subconscious level. So when you when you look at social media and there's all kinds of dialogue about these hot topics that have been stirred up in the media, and that's what you put your attention on. You are literally casting your vote. And when I say casting, I quite literally mean you are energetically casting. You're energetically casting the vibrational equivalent of what you're voting for in the future. So if you're if you're upset or if you if you find yourself constantly talking about how terrible the insert topic here is, if you're talking about what you think is terrible, you're perpetuating you are perpetuating the probability that there will be more of that in the future. Well, now wait a minute. I mean, how do we, how do we, how do we break the cycle, if you will? How do we transcend the programming of the of the collective consciousness and bring out, uh, bring around a new a new vision, a new, um, a new possibility, a new image. How do we cast a new image into the quantum mirror? Well, there's a couple of, there's a couple of aspects that come into play. One of them is to purify your energy. And what I mean by this is to energetically cleanse, for most people, the majority of the conversation, the majority of the energetic image, the majority of the personal voting, if you will, that people do with the quantum field is coming out of their subconscious. So if we look at society, you, you might see a homeless person on the street corner panhandling for food or money. 
and the probability that that person will be panhandling tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, is very high. And the reason for that is the vast majority of the energy that they're casting into the quantum field has been loaded up in their subconscious. It's been loaded up in their subconscious. So if we look at the, the homeless person panhandling on the corner, we're looking at an old soul that, have, that has been through many incarnations that has loaded up his psyche with many, many, many episodes of grief and sorrow and pain and misery and suffering. Uh, in the ability to see the effect of loading up your subconscious can be seen with people who join the military. When a young kid joins the military and they've had no imprinting from that experience yet, they're coming right out of the culture. They might be going on dates and and um, climbing mountains and playing sports and having the time of their life. And then they join the military and they go somewhere on the planet and they enter battle. And what I'm talking about here is PTSD. My dad was in uh, World War II before I was even born. And he, uh, he had a lot of anger in his persona. I mean, I've talked about anger in, in my, my upbringing many times, but I would look through pictures of, of his childhood when he was a young man. And there was no sign whatsoever of an angry, bitter man. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the before and the after here because um, I want to I want to showcase what I'm talking about as far as loading up the subconscious. So this young, innocent man my father gets drafted into the military, World War II, and he's sent off to the Pacific Campaign to fight. So there's, there's a couple of movies that, that showcase what I'm talking about here. One is Saving Private Ryan, and the other one is The Fury. And in both those movies, there's very innocent kids. There, in both those movies, there's a very particular character where it's a young kid who's, who's better suited sitting in an office typing up reports than taking a, a machine gun and going and killing the enemy. And in both those movies, when they're thrust into battle, 
their innocence is literally raped out of their psyche. If they can't start to show up and act like a soldier and, and blindly kill the enemy over and over and over again, they're going to be a hindrance. They're going to be um, a risk for the other soldiers. They have to carry their weight. And in these scenarios, they're forced, their psyche is forced into shoving their feelings down and just start killing as many people as they can. This is a pretty brutal conversation. But when I talk about loading up your subconscious, how many times have you intended to create a new paradigm, a new aspect of your life? Um, Perhaps you have a vision board and every morning you do affirmations. And time clicks by and look at that, it's a year later and there's the vision board and there's your aspirations and nothing's changed. When your subconscious is loaded up with imprinting from the past that you haven't resolved, then it's it's difficult to create a new outcome. It's difficult to have a different experience because subconsciously you're loading up the 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 energetic image that you're you're demonstrating to the quantum field. And so in 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 an example of a war with PTSD, when these soldiers go into shock and they're and they shut down all of the imprinting of the moment gets loaded up in their subconscious. PTSD, by its very nature, is loading an immense amount of of very intense experience, and it's just pushing it straight into their subconscious. And if you been exposed to war veterans that have PTSD, you'll realize that they're, um, they have a tough time going through life. There's so much trauma and heartache in their subconscious that it's very difficult for them to get back on their feet. It's very difficult for them, for many of them, to even go through a, quote, normal day, unquote. And the reason why I'm I'm showcasing this example of uh, a war veteran and PTSD is to show the before and after effect of what happens when we push a large amount of karmic imprinting in our subconscious. The more we do that, the more we load up our subconscious, 
the the bigger the majority, um, what's the better way to say that? If if I think of my consciousness, my straight consciousness, and then my subconscious. If I think of a uh, a scale from one to a hundred. If I've loaded up my subconscious over the years and I've put 60, 70, 80, 90% of my um, consciousness into my subconscious, if that makes sense. In other words, if my psyche has been loaded up to the hilt with karmic imprinting, then I have just a little bit of consciousness left. And so here here you are listening to the show. Here I am talking about karma and imprinting. And the thing about it is our egos don't know what the ratio is. Whatever consciousness we have left, in this example, um, 10% is available for our consciousness and 90% has been loaded up in our subconscious. Uh, uh, war vet that has had such a traumatic um, PTSD episode over and over again, the vast majority of his, quote, consciousness is in his subconscious, let's say 90%, and to his conscious mind, his ego mind, he's running on fumes. He only has 10%, if you will, and that's why there's such a struggle. If that were to be carried to an even more extreme, if if they catch a cold, if they if they get the flu, they would die because they they have no energy in there available to them. And and why do I bring this up as it relates to what's going on in the world today? When I talk about creating the future, when when I talk about how do I use my consciousness, how do I use the power of my consciousness in this moment now, how do I leverage the power of my consciousness now to improve the narrative, improve the paradigm of the collective consciousness? The... When I say to purify your your energy, to purify your consciousness, what I'm talking about is to to go through your subconscious, and by its very nature, your subconscious, you can't sit down and write a detailed, complete description of what's in your subconscious because it's off the radar. It is subconscious. But to purify your energy increases your effect. It increases your power. And so when we look at the chaos of what's happening in the world today and we find ourselves getting emotionally upset and we find ourselves in verbal and mental dialogue worried and fretting about the chaos, the upheaval that we're seeing in social media and mainstream media, we're energetically stirring up ourselves. The the pandemic that's going on is literally a, a deep cleaning process.
process. It's a very deep cleaning process of our psyche, our, the, the psyche of our collective consciousness. It's quite evident to see so much upheaval. There's so much upheaval going on. We're, we're pulling, we're cleaning out the closet. We're shining a light into the dark corners of our psyche, both individually and collectively. So how do we change the vector? How do we change the, the direction, the dynamic of, of where we're going, both individually and collectively? Well, from, from the point of view of the quantum mirror, we have to change the energy. The language the quantum mirror responds to is the energy of our consciousness. If, for example, I'll use another example, road rage. I like to use examples where there's a clear before and after. So if you're driving down the road with your friend and you're laughing and you're talking and and everything seems lighthearted and some event happens and your friend goes off the deep end and flares up and drops into road rage, it's an immense amount of energy that that went from being subconscious moments before, there's a trigger event, and then the emotions, the feeling, the upheaval from the subconscious, from their subconscious, the trigger brings it up into a conscious space, and it becomes quite evident as they, they publicly display road rage. Where was that energy just moments before? Well, it was in their subconscious. And yet a trigger brings us, uh, this energy up to the surface. You, you cannot heal what you cannot feel. So when we look at the triggers in, that are coming out of the collective consciousness. There's there's all these hot button topics, and I'm not going to even mention their name, because we each have our own list of hot button topics, and, and the topic in and of itself doesn't really matter. When you get your buttons pushed by the collective media, and you have an emotional reaction. energy from your subconscious gets pulled up into a conscious space. And this is pay dirt. This is really a good thing. Your soul's probably tickled to death. <laughs> your soul is probably tickled to death that um, you have an opportunity to, to start cleaning out the closet, if you will. If if the narrative of the collective consciousness was white picket fence and butterflies and puppy dogs wagging their tail, the chances of your subconscious getting stirred up would be very minimal. The chances of you being able to clean out some of your subconscious programming would be very minimal. So... What can you do to use the power of your consciousness? What can you do to use the power of your consciousness to vote for, 
they energetically vote for the outcome that you would prefer for humanity. Well, there's two, there's two parts to this. One of it is let yourself get triggered. Pay attention to your consciousness. Pay attention to how you feel when you read the headlines and then you have an emotional response. When you have that emotional response, feel it. Don't push it down. It might feel very uncomfortable. So you you log on to social media and, oh my God, here's a post. What are they doing now? Good crud. This is... This is baloney. How can this be going on? How can this be how can this be happening and you feel yourself get emotionally agitated? Well, here on planet Earth, we're given fierce freedom. We're given insane freedom. We have the freedom to blow ourselves up. We have the freedom to tip the apple cart over. We have the freedom to totally destroy life, period, on planet Earth. And for many, many years, for thousands of years, the the, the dark side of humanity has had the vast majority of our consciousness. War has been a prominent, prominent element of our human nature for a very, very long time. We've been scarring the psyche of the human beings on this planet by pushing them into a killing contest known as war all over the globe for years and years and years. And and what this has done over the generations has loaded our subconscious up with more and more unresolved karmic imprinting. You're living on planet Earth right now. You're living on planet Earth, perhaps the most profound, advanced, challenging class any soul could take on the planet the most challenging class any soul could take, perhaps anywhere in the galaxy, to come here in a, in a human culture that has been so heavily used and abused for eons of time that the, the vast majority of the population is loaded up to the hilt with karmic imprinting. So we're running on fumes from the individual level. Why is the why is the collective narrative been so unchanged from year to year, from decade to decade? A quick side story. I worked in broadcast television for decades. And one of the advantages of working in television is the, the, the network news would do global reporting. 
every day we would get reports from all over the world. Day after day, year after year, decade after decade, by working in broadcast television, I literally watch the narrative of humanity unfold year after year, day after day. I watched the narrative being reported every day from all over the world year after year, decade after decade. And I also and the thing I noticed was nothing changed. Uh, let me guess. Um, we're bombing the crap out of the country. There's refugees. They're fleeing the country. They're overflowing into adjacent countries. Um, there's peace talks, but nothing's really changing. We're still blowing the crap out of people. And let me guess, what else? Um, financial, financial collapse. Um, over and over again, the story never changed. What I really noticed was we're not getting any traction here. We're not, humanity is not learning a damn thing year to year, decade to decade. Because I was watching that every day. So what the hell are we teaching ourselves? What's this thing we call school? What's this thing we call academics? What's this thing we call religion? Well, we pray to God and God's going to come save our ass. Well, I did quite a while ago, I did some pretty rudimentary math, and I'm pretty sure there's been at least a billion prayers by humans on the planet going, can we stop this suffering now? Those refugees that were carrying everything they could grab in the last moments before they had to flee their homes, they didn't, they had so much sorrow on their face. They had so much pain and suffering, that karmic imprinting. I'm sure they were praying for the end of this painful event, this painful experience. Billions of prayers have been said, but what the hell? Where's this glowing orb? Where's this God persona that's going to come save our ass? Year after year, decade after decade, no glowing orb came down from the skies. Year after year, decade after decade, legions of collegiate graduates, PhDs, graduated from our academic institutions, and the, and the story never changed. The story never changed. Well, there's a, a karma has a momentum to it. Karma has... Um, by its very nature, karma is is an experience that we, we have over time. If we have no karma from moment to moment, we're much more agile. Um, I like the example of, of Jesus in the traditional Christian upbringing. So Jesus, who said to us, Pay attention, because everything I have done, you all will do as well. In other words, anything that you see me 
do expect for yourself to do that as well. So he can walk, he could walk up to um, uh, uh, masses of people that were starving or hungry and in the moment generate food for them. Well, that's not karma, that's power. That's not karma, that's raw power. So where the hell are the, the Jesuses? Where have we taught ourselves what Jesus told us to expect for ourselves? There should be legions of Jesuses, of Buddhas, of Krishnas. There should be legions of these, quote, saviors, unquote, coming out of the rank and file of humanity. But year after year, decade after decade, not so much. The, the basic narrative of our human story, the basic narrative of our collective story, and I've been witness to this through watching it every, every flipping day at work, it hasn't changed. So what I like about this radio show is over the years we've talked to hundreds and hundreds of, of guests about the, the, the nature, the minutia of this human persona. You're a human, I'm a human. And where is the, where's the fulcrum, where's the leverage point of a single individual human persona? We, we've talked about homeless vets on one end of the scale and then saviors or mystics or alchemists on the other end of the scale. And what are we producing with our religions? What are we producing with our education? We're on that scale of human consciousness. Are we seeing an effect? Well, the vast majority of our religions and our educations have fallen far short of providing the understanding of how do we change our condition? How do we change the narrative? How do we change the paradigm? Because the song will remain the same until we figure that out. So let's get back to the quantum field. Let's get back to the, the here and now. <laughs> Let's get back to this chapter, this paragraph, this verse, this sentence about what's happening on planet Earth. So you go and you look at, you go and you look at what's happening and there's no change. So what do you do with yourself? Well, I, there's not a lot of time left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna build out a lot of information, and I and um, I, I just hope it lands where it needs to land. There's an element of our human society that understands the mechanics of the quantum field, and they're not 
they're not on our side as far as humanity is concerned. Well, wait a minute, Wes. Uh, you're talking about the dark side of humanity, the the bad guys, the scallywags. Well, yeah, pretty much I am. Because the the effect of the quantum field can be harvested by harvesting the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and beliefs of humanity. Well, that's a mouthful. What do I mean by that? So let's look at a, a single individual human persona, you. When you have a thought in the moment, the quantum field does not care why you're having that thought. The energy of that thought is cast on the mirror, period. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter why. So if your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and emotions can be manipulated and you take on the beliefs the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts that other people intend for you to have, you become their projector into the quantum field. What do I mean by that? Well, the powers that be know that if they can capture your consciousness, and they do this through um, the media, the news, and they also do it with movies, they do it with video games. If they can, can if they can influence what you think and feel and believe, then your energy, your consciousness is playing out their narrative. Do you, do you get that? If they can stir you up emotionally, if they can make you believe it's all falling apart, and you energetically engage that, you are projecting their narrative into the quantum field. What the hell? Wow. So why do you think they mix sex and violence in movies? The, you might be attracted to the movie because of the sex, but the, but the violence is also um, an element of the programming. And I don't dwell too much on the negative on this radio show, but in this moment, it, it's important to understand that when you watch, so you get on Netflix or Hulu or you get on, insert the name of a, a programming provider, pay attention to the episodes because it might... It might be uh, like a 60-40 mix, 60% 40-mix. Listen to um, the darker sides of of what they put out there. And what I'm telling you is start to become conscious of the of the material that you put in your head. 
start to be aware of what your consciousness is being focused on. Remember at the beginning we said whatever you put your consciousness on expands. So if you spend a lot of time on social media, if you spend a lot of time watching the news, mainstream media, and you engage the thought process and you engage the emotions, you become a projector of that narrative into the quantum field. You're literally taking the energy of your consciousness and you're casting the energy of their narrative through your persona into the collective conscious, into the quantum mirror. And you literally vote on what you don't want. You, you, you literally become a projector of their narrative. Anything that you spend your consciousness on, you are casting into the quantum mirror and the quantum mirror reflects it back. So I wanna, I wanna, there's only about 12 minutes left. I wanna get right down to it. There's, there's two aspects I want to showcase. One of them is cleaning out your subconscious. I'm not telling you to never, ever, ever turn on the news. But what I am saying is pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to whatever stirs you up. Pay attention to when your energy shifts. Pay attention to the triggers that you have with your own consciousness. And when you feel your energy shift, when you feel yourself getting upset, that's pay dirt. When you feel yourself getting upset, don't shove it back down Stay in the feeling and allow yourself to feel the feeling. When you feel it rise up in your consciousness, stay present and allow it to flow through you out of you. Don't fester in it. And what do I mean by fester? Fester is when you drop into a repetitive pattern over and over and over and over and over again. Those those bastards, I can't believe they insert the name of party here, that they're going to trash the whole, the whole damn party, those some bitches, and I'm, here I'm festering. And when I fester, I reinforce the patterns in my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs. I, I energetically charge my emotions. So when I fester about something that I don't want, I literally become an energetic tsunami voting, energetically casting the energy out of my psyche into the quantum mirror. I'm literally energetically voting with my consciousness for the very thing that I don't want. But when I get triggered, it gives me an opportunity to purge, to cleanse, to purify the imprinting in my subconscious of those things that I don't want. There's a, there's a curious thing about beings of unconditional love. 
There's a curious thing about beings of unconditional love. Beings of unconditional love will say, as you wish. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. Do whatever you want. And to the untrained eye, that can seem like, well, I have permission to to do whatever I want. And, and we do. It's quite clear we have permission on this planet to do the most atrocious, horrific things to each other. And we've pretty much gotten around to it. We're free to do whatever we want. But in order for us as souls to master the art of living, we have to we have to be in that field of potential of doing both good and bad and choosing the one we want individually. Not not it being forced on us, but to realize that you, me, Every human being on the planet has the choice of promoting heaven or hell on planet Earth. We could sign up for the military and and be blowing people up in no time. Or we could um, practice forgiveness and compassion and um, contribute to healing the collective psyche in no time. So purifying by rec- purifying the energy of your persona by recognizing when you get emotionally upset, when you get energetically upset, when you find yourself mentally dropping into habitual patterns, when you catch yourself doing that, that's a great that's a great opportunity for you to heal to heal your past. Beings of unconditional love say as you wish. You want to go riot downtown? Go riot downtown. What? Wait, what? Beings of unconditional love will say go do whatever you want? Yes, they will. We have to come to terms within our own being the fact that we have fierce, fierce free will to choose We have fierce free will to choose good or bad. We've always had that choice. We've mastered the bad part, (laughs) the, the quote bad part. On this planet, our souls have chosen to go to the edge of darkness. And now collectively, our souls have chosen, we've had enough darkness now, thank you. Let's create heaven on earth. So I want to get to the point of talking about heaven on earth. How do I use my consciousness in a powerful way? Boy, a lot of conversation about the the shadow side of human consciousness. What about the power of heaven on earth? So what can I do with my consciousness? How can I leverage my consciousness in a powerful way? during this time of of flipping crazy chaos. Cleanse, purify your energy. And this energetically disconnects you 
This energetically disconnects you from the old narrative. Until you clean out your subconscious, um, the energy of your past is stored in your subconscious and is voting in every moment now and now and now, projecting the energy in your subconscious into the quantum field. It's perpetuating more of the same. That's the nature of karma. But let's talk about heaven. The power of you, the power of you comes from inspiration. It comes from your ability to imagine. It comes from your ability to daydream. When you choose that you've had enough of the old crap and you want a new paradigm, until you create the energy of the new paradigm in your consciousness, you won't be voting for it in the quantum field. So what I mean by this is daydream what you do want. Daydream what you do want. I'll give you an example of it. I love to flip things over. I love to turn everything on its head. So let's take, for example, money. Money. How much does money uh, decide your life? Does money decide the house you live in, the car you drive, the education you can afford or not afford, the vacations you take? Does does money decide um, a vast majority of your choices? When the economy crashed the last time, um, well, it's crashing now, again, watching the cycle repeat. Um, when the economy crashes and everything gets turned on its head financially, do you worry about money? So, so let's take that relationship to money and flip it on its head. What's the opposite of money deciding everything? The notion that money decides nothing. What if money wasn't even in our vocabulary? Let's daydream. You wake up tomorrow and you're living on a planet where people are passionately creating what they love to do. You go outside and the neighbor's um, working on his um, classic car. He's trying to decide what color to paint it. He's trying to decide, does he want white wall tires or not? Is, it, is that a reflection of the vintage? Where everyone is passionately expressing themselves and money doesn't even come into the, the equation, into the conversation. Well, how would that work? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter initially because what we want to do is we want to step as far out as we can from the narrative, from the paradigm that doesn't work. When we flip something over and say, okay, money decides nothing, you get up in the morning and you think about what would be an exciting, passionate thing for you to do that day. And then you go and do it day after day over and over. Imagine people 
passionately expressing the inspiration of their heart. Playing music with a heartfelt space, a passionate um, musical performance. Who hasn't enjoyed one of those? Um, by turning everything on its head with our imagination, we're literally finding the opposite energy. We're finding the vibrational energy of what we do want. We're finding the vibrational energy of, we do, of what we do want. And then we take our consciousness and we use it as a projector and we project it into the quantum field. Now we're talking about shifting the image we're sending to the quantum field. We're shifting the image to a completely different narrative, a completely different paradigm with our own consciousness. And as a result of that, we are the seeds of the new earth. We are the seeds of the new humans living the life they love. New humans living. This is the new human living radio show. New humans who have honed the vision, honed the idea, honed the narrative of what they do want. And they know how to energetically create it with their thoughts, feelings, emotions, and beliefs. And the quantum field responds in kind. Well, what happens when we, when we daydream? So we daydream a life a wonderful, vibrant vision of heaven on earth where money doesn't decide anything. Well, the law of attraction, um, David Hawkins called it the M field. The nature of consciousness is that if I hold an energetic vibration of something, I'm going to attract to me consciousness that is congruent with that. So just by daydreaming a society where everybody is free of, emotion, uh, of monetary bondage, everybody's free of the karma of a single currency system, which is a karmic train wreck. If, if I daydream what that society looks like through my vivid and um, experienced imagination, I am the seed of the new outcome. I literally anchor and plant the vision of what could be. I am the point of entry, if you will, of the narrative that breaks the karmic cycle of the past. It's not through repetitive religion or education that comes from institutions that are like slow-moving super tankers. It's from the nimble ninja um, jet skis that can nimbly traverse change in a very short period by, by mastering the art of daydreaming 
you literally become the wizard, the alchemist, the sage, the mystic that transcends the narrative of the past and introduces into the collective consciousness the vibrational equivalence of what does serve us, that what, what does heal the karmic imprinting of the past. How can you use your, the power of your consciousness in the chaos of the storm that we're going through now? Cleanse and purify your persona and daydream and then magnify, focus, hone. Spend your consciousness on the vision of what you want. Imagine, inspire a vision of what you want for um, our human potential, our human future. Use your consciousness. Use your divine consciousness as the, the entry point of the new paradigm, of the of the inspirational seed of what would serve us. Look at all the various ways that the old paradigms, education, economy, commerce, religion, all the different paradigms, all the different narratives of the past that don't serve us, take the time to daydream Perhaps exact opposite. I like to flip it over. What would the opposite look like? We know what psychosis looks like. <laughs> what would the opposite look like? Hey, well, you know, I'm out of time. But do not, do not fret for a single moment about anything that's happening in the collective. We are, we are infinite vast souls that have an immense amount of power and the more the more of us that learn how to leverage our own consciousness in the moment consciousness is very powerful a positive thought is much more powerful than a negative thought so when you become the point of presence of a positive thought you far outweigh many, many other people that are having negative thoughts that are in, in, incongruent with, with love. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, I want to thank you for sharing this time with us. It's a, it's a, power, it's a very powerful time to be alive, alive. It's a very exciting time to be alive. Your soul chose your soul chose for you to be here now. So you'd have an opportunity to leverage your own persona in a powerful way. This is the first generation in many, many generations where this opportunity exists. So I want to thank you for spending this time with me, and I want to thank you for your participation in this radio program I, it it tells me that um, you want to have an effect you want to show up in a powerful way and I appreciate that and I applaud it um, you know 
if you want to heal your relationship with uh, the past as far as religion, um, to heal your relationship with God in a point-blank way. Um, I wrote a book, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. God's Last Savior. We're done with saviors. <laughs> um, forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. And um, how do you get your ego, My uh, another book, how do you get your ego to step aside and let your heart and your soul show up in a powerful way? For so many of us, our ego kind of regulates where we spend our consciousness. Our ego wants to stare at the phone and and scroll through social media. How do we create room for our heart and our soul? I wrote a book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power. Citizen King, that'd be you. Citizen King, The New Age of Power, the power of your consciousness teaching your ego how to pull the power of your consciousness out of your own psyche and show up in a powerful way. Well, enough of that. I, I want to thank you again for spending this time with me. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.